world and welcome back to Grit Iron Campbell, the only podcast that puts its money where its mouth is. I'm your host, Rich Ryan, and I'm joined by the entire collective, the disciple, Brett Colson, Donnie, D.P. Peters, and the resident moose himself, coming to us from a barn dominium, Mo Nuara. Mo, where are you in the world, uh, firstly, and then describe this barn that you've been tweeting photos from. Have you ever heard of Calera, Oklahoma? Absolutely not. Me neither. But anyways, apparently these things, Barnominiums, apparently these are a thing because we were describing it to somebody. They were like, oh yeah, Barnominium. Just like we were talking about some local restaurant or something like that everyone knows about, you know? I just Googled Um, Barn Dominium and there are several websites dedicated to these things. Yeah, apparently what it is is like people turn their barns into man caves. Or essentially condominiums. That's yeah. <laughs> barn dominium. I've seen this on HGTV, which, if you are newly married, is the number one channel in America. Where, yeah, this in like tiny house living, where people convert very strange spaces into living quarters. But why are you there, Mo? <laughs> Just uh, firing away in these poker tournaments here at Talk Talk. And you're, uh, you're going to be giving us... the NFL. middle of nowhere on the Texas-Oklahoma border. <laughs> and you're going to be giving us NFL takes on how many hours sleep? Like four. Excellent. Not quite four, <laughs> but close to four. Excellent. Uh, so these are going to be sharp takes. The, the and sharp- I lost all my money last weekend. The sharpest. Well, we had a not great weekend. We went two and two, Mo. Uh, Brett and myself. Donnie went one and three. Mo, what did you lose your money on? What game specifically? Rams? We lost on Rams. Shouts to Yan. Um, lost on, I think, like everything except for Titans 9. I think absolutely everything I touched besides that was a loser. But Man, how scummed was I on that Titans over? Titans, Titans Chiefs, Titans Chiefs over. That was a scum job. Uh, you definitely lost Saints Panthers under, which was not a scum job. And speaking of the Panthers, we have to. Oh, I guess I guess Panthers did cover. We have to throw dirt on Brett's futures ticket, Super Bowl ticket, no longer burning in Brett's pocket, Mister Minotti. They tried. I mean, Cam tried. Christian, McC- Christian McCaffrey tried with that long run, but could not pull it through for you, Mr. Colson. Yeah, Cam was actually trying, and they still couldn't put, put it <laughs> together. That was... I mean, who, Four one out. What is that off- for the? What is that offense? Like, who who are these guys? Like, when Devin Funches is basically out there with one shoulder, who are these guys <laughs> trying to catch passes? Who is that white dude? Something Bernard? Bernard? Cole ben- Beasley's twin. Yeah. <laughs> Bretton Burson. Something Bretton Burson. Just my uh, my friend said they were interviewing North Turner. Is this a thing? They did fire offensive coordinator Mike Shula, so they need somebody to dial up some offense. So bet the Panthers under next year. Yeah, it's it's doesn't don't why don't the Panthers why don't OCs just replicate what smart people are doing? Like Cam needs easy throws. All Cam has done the last couple of years is fit the ball into the tightest windows imaginable can somebody take these guys and scheme them open please scam needs andy reed yeah he if needs... they were running the shit andy reed was running for alex smith this year out of the shotgun uh their offense would probably be a lot better yeah can we scheme somebody open please god let's stop making cam newton throw into the most impossible windows ever it's infuriating but the saints who i declared many weeks ago possibly the uh, the best team alive. Are they the trendy sleeper now? How many DP? How many times have you heard or read or seen somebody saying that it's now time for the Saints? Even the Falcons. I feel like the Saints and the Falcons are getting so much buzz this week. DP. Everyone loves. I feel like the Norris. Falcons are getting more buzz than than the Saints. Um, I think the Saints. A lot of people still look at their their road ahead. Um, now that the Falcons won, you know the Saints have to go up to Minnesota and play on the road there against. You know, what is perceived to be a really tough team, tough defense. I think a lot of people came around on the Vikings uh, towards the end of the season. 
Um, you know, as we cited many times, finally the lines were correcting uh, in favor of the Vikings. So I think that that road looks a little bit harder as it once did for the Saints. And now the hot team to like is, is the Falcons after they beat the high-flying Rams. Let's start with that hot team then, the first game of the weekend on Saturday. We're going to do the spreads first, and then we're going to go through and give our DFS picks. Real quick, actually, before I get to the games themselves, we got a ticket update from DP. So all season, we've been collecting your picks against the Super Contest and now Pinnacle Lines in the playoffs. And if you get a game right or some sort of combo when we're doing specials, you get a raffle ticket where at the end of the year, we'll be picking some names and giving out some great prizes. And our four raffle ticket leaders right now are Brian B with 19, Kevin T with 15, Tim R with 14, and Rich Q with 13. There are five people tied for fifth with 12, and altogether 48 different listeners have won raffle tickets so far. So definitely some awesome uh, opportunities to, to win some cool stuff, and we got three more weeks to get some tickets. Uh, and just like I want to change the format of today's show, I actually want to give people an opportunity to pick both games on both days. So it, don't give us all four. Give us both games on both days. If you get one right, you get one ticket. If you get two right, you get three. So have at it. Saturday and Sunday. And let's start on Saturday with the public Falcons, who are minus three road favorites traveling to Philadelphia to play against Nick Foles and the Eagles, the number one seed in the NFC, of course, without Carson Wentz, three-point home dogs. This is a consensus selection for the Birds, for the home dog. And DP, we'll start with you. Uh, more, so, I don't want to hear about your how you're going to analyze this game. More so, I, I can't wait to hear some takes about how vile Philadelphia is. I feel like we've had this exact same scenario of Matt Ryan going to vile Philadelphia. So uh, you're on the Eagles. We're all on the Eagles. Explain why you like filling the spot. Yeah, I mean, I just uh, this. Uh, I think Matt Matt Ryan didn't he go there this year? I believe, and he did all right. I think they might have won. I don't fucking remember. Um, but yeah, the dirtbag capital of the world, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, USA. Matt Ryan is not going to thrive up there. I don't care that Nick Foles is the quarterback. They no longer have Carson Wentz for the Eagles. That game last week against the the Rams, that was an anomaly to me. It took turnovers. It took the Rams offense playing the worst game they've ever played all year. And it took the Falcons, you know, not looking like the Falcons that we've known them all year. And I think that this year we're going to see them uh, revert to the pumpkin that they are up there in shitty, shitty Philadelphia. I just, you know, Philadelphia in the playoffs, that's a whole different animal. And I cannot wait to see that place get absolutely buck wild against Atlanta coming in there this weekend. The Falcons traveled to Philadelphia last year and lost 24 to 15 to the fighting Eagles. Uh, Ryan Matthews looks like he scored multiple touchdowns in that contest the corpse of ryan matthews minotti your turn eagles home dog i mean it seems clear as day that the members of this podcast would love philly in this spot right yeah look i don't bet actual dollars on football games other than maybe the super bowl i might make an exception this week because this is one of the dumbest lines of the year. Maybe I'm just stubborn in my thinking that the Falcons are overvalued. And that certainly cost us last week in that Rams game. But the Falcons are public road favorites here against an Eagles team that dominated the conference this season. This is Atlanta's fourth road game in five weeks. They're going into one of the toughest environments in the NFL. A place, like you said, they, they went into last year and lost when Philly was terrible. So what the hell is this line other than the fact that the public is just all over the Falcons right now? And I, I said it earlier this year, Nick Foles might be the best backup quarterback in the league. He has not looked great in his three starts, but now he gets a home game that actually matters in front of that vile crowd that Donnie loves to talk about. <laughs> Philly's been written off. They've been written off as a contender. And I think they prove everyone wrong with a convincing win this week. I love the Eagles' money line here. For about a month, these, these Philly guys have basically been told by the league, 
the fans, anybody around football, that they have no chance of not only winning this game, but of advancing anywhere in the playoffs. They, they've been totally written off. And we, if there's ever four individuals that get on uh, a podcast and talk about football and don't believe in quarterback wins, maybe, maybe Donnie in the Brady camp over there. But switching out the quarterback is not, especially Carson Wentz, who, say what you will, is not elite at this point. Is is not worth this many points. Is is especially You're a clown, Rick. <laughs> Tell me why I'm a clown. What would this line be with Wentz, Mo? Philly would be like minus six and a half. Six and a half. Yeah, there's that no way Carson Wentz is worth insane. nine and a half points. There's no That's way. Insane. Nine and a half points. That's like double Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, well, no. Aaron Rodgers is actually worth 10 points. Isn't that what happened? The line moved like almost 10 points and Saints yeah. covered. Yeah. Cause... Um, would anyone be surprised if Philadelphia wins this game? No. Why would then you? Why be? isn't this just like a pick em Or Yeah, why isn't this a pick Because public is piling 66% on the Falcons. So Vegas... It's amazing how the public has been down on Atlanta all year and then they beat the Rams thanks to two ridiculous turnovers and all of a sudden it's like all in on the Falcons. Well, they have the talent, and I was I was impressed by the defense and how they really contained the Rams. I mean, the tackling display, and I know it's so simple and so stupid to say, but the, the way that the Falcons let the Rams kind of throw underneath and just swarm to the ball, the Rams couldn't do their, you know, slow matriculate, slow matriculate, take a shot, because every time they tried to throw a cross or anything like that, either Deion Jones was blanketing the guy and he couldn't even get open, or as soon as they caught the ball two yards down the line of scrimmage, somebody made a tackle. Poole made a tackle, or Jones made a tackle. The The defense played awesome on this past weekend, so I'll give him credit for that, but I still think this is such a bad spot for that team, going to Philadelphia as road favorites. Mo, put a bow on this game. Give us your take on why you like the Eagles. My take is that Deion Jones is about as good as they come. That's one of my takes. Uh, But yeah, you guys have nailed everything. I mean, this is rule of nobody believes in us. At home, too. I mean, circle the wagons. Atlanta, pretty solid team, but holy shit, man. Could they have ran any better last week? I mean, when you get a huge win like that, all anyone remembers is that you got the huge win. Nobody remembers how it happened. Nobody remembers that the Rams just punted the game away, literally, on their kick-receiving teams. I mean, I'm not saying they would have won without those, but it's definitely possible they would have won. They didn't even have a chance. They just never had a chance. They were never really in, in the game because... Of that and then some really, to me, horrible coaching decisions late. I mean, I believe in McVay as much as I can really believe in a coach almost, not named Belichick. But even he is just just victim to the ultra-conservative kick-a-fucking-field-goal mindset. I mean, man, your defense is getting shredded. And I don't remember what the exact situation was late in that game last week, but you got to go for a touchdown. There was like under six minutes left or something, and they just kicked the field goal to like go down one score. Like, no. They were on the 10. I think they were down. You're getting wrecked. They were down three scores, if I recall correctly. And at some point, they needed a field goal. I wasn't too concerned with that, especially, I mean, when you got a guy like Sam Ficken, you got to choose the field goal. Fuck kickers. (laughs) Right, Brett? Yes. No, that, no, more, no more kicker talk. <laughs> I'm out of here with the picking. So we're all on the Eagles. It's a beautiful spot. It's a, it's a team that we've been... This is the, this is a weird thing, though. We, I've been on the Falcons' regress train all season, and they have regressed during the regular season, but I was really impressed with how they played last week. So at the beginning of this week, when the Lions first came out, I was very bullish on the Eagles, and I still think they're the right side, but I, while I love it, I would not be surprised if the Falcons came out and played very well and won this contest, because they played really well last week, 
and I believe in Dan Quinn and that defense. And the, the Eagles defense kind of stinks too, so Matt Ryan can kind of have his way. But what? The Eagles defense stinks? Yeah, the Eagles defense stinks. That secondary What the hell are you talking about? That's that... No, Eagles defense is good. They're going to destroy Matt that Ryan. That secondary is horrifying. The front is really good. I'll give them that. But that secondary's horrible. Secondary's gotten healthier as the season has gone on. It's secondary big... is not last year's secondary. Much better. It's looked a lot better. I don't know. This defense... They've been surprisingly solid. Yeah, they're top five in the league, I think. Seventh in pass defense DVOA. Third against the run. So, let's go Eagles. We have another consensus pick for the Saturday night game. This one's more surprising to me. I'll go to the blinders first. We are all laying the 13.5. We're all lining up with 72% of the public to lay the 13.5 with the New England Patriots. Brett, you've got the blinders on. Your boy, Belichick. Talk about why you would lay two touchdowns in this spot. I, I didn't really know what to do with this one. Uh, the Titans win last week was definitely fluky. They're an average team that beat another average team uh, with the help of some tipped passes and unfortunate calls by the refs. 13 and a half, a lot for a playoff game, but I just can't see the Titans hanging around. In Foxborough, the, the Pats just find a way to cover at home, even with these big numbers. Uh, Tennessee's they're a nice story, but they're playing with the big boys here, and I, I think they could get blown out. Why isn't this line 17, Donnie? Why didn't they hang 17 here, 17 and a half? Who is I, listen? You got me, man. Uh, less than two touchdowns, give it all day, give it to me all day. What are they worried Let's about? Go. What are they worried about? It's not like the public is going to start putting bets on Titans at plus 17. I don't understand what their what their concern is here. Maybe just worried about Pat's defense, worried about Tom Brady not playing well because he hasn't been playing well for the past five or six weeks. I, I, I don't know. Derrick Henry, the god. Isn't this oh, Brady yeah. revenge? Isn't this first game since the hit piece? Isn't this Brady? This is Brady? Yes, exactly. You, you guys remember what Brady did when he played the Titans a couple years ago and he threw up like five touchdowns in the first half? This is going to be that all over again. This Titans team is bad. I mean, average was nice, Brett. That's a very nice thing to say about the Titans, and I'm sure the people of Tennessee appreciate that. This is a bad football team. Like, this is double bye week. Get up by 20 in the first half, sit everyone down, and just go home. Is this fire Brian Hoyer in DFS week? Brian Hoyer contrarian? He might, yes, he can hit a half of, of football in this yeah, game. I don't he think might. he can throw it. You might, you might need to like fire Brandon Bolden. Oh, like the fourth running back. The Brandon Bolden game. Who's the backup tight end? <laughs> they said Hollister? Hollister. Yeah, Jacob Hollister. Hollister. Oh, Something Hollister. Uh, Mo, you picked 13 and a half, but this show is mostly for entertainment purposes only, especially after the Super Contest has concluded. As a real world better, will you be getting action down in this game? If so, how? I can't see... Mo Nuara. I don't think I can actually betting. fire. Yeah, I can't see it either. I can't. I don't think I can fire this. But man, don't even ask me about last week because I'm just still so upset about that. I had a chance to see the Chiefs' actual game, and just just the players and Jeff Triplett, just everything fluke bounces, blasted it off. Is Jeff Triplett coming out of retirement? Man. <laughs> If he's if he's not coming out of retirement, then the Titans are drawing dead. Triplet, dude. <laughs> Can't believe what he did to the Chiefs last week. The one thing that really uh, that I really took from that game is how important Travis Kelsey is to that offense. Uh, it it's a shame that he has three years remaining on his contract because. That dude should be able to turn around and say, look at what happened in the second half when I was CTE'd. Like, look how bad this offense was when I wasn't on the field. Well, he's still a scumbag in my book because <laughs> and he can't say shit because he dropped all the passes and got those flags versus Pitt last year. So I don't care how, how good he is for the Chiefs. Until the Chiefs win a Super Bowl, he's still a scumbag in my book. <laughs> oh, my God. Even uh, even without Kelsey, though, against that horrible defense up by that much, they should have closed that game up. 
One would think. Tyreek Hill is trash. Yeah, Hill's really bottom five number one receiver in the in the league. I mean, the Chiefs need a real receiver. Yeah, he's I not do... a receiver. Catch the ball. <laughs> he's like he's like your your typical result oriented quarter or wide receiver where he has these huge plays that you forget about all the dumb shit that he does because he's so electrifying when he like takes off running fast or runs a crazy end around and, and breaks for a touchdown or returns a kick or goes deep and catches some ridiculous ball. But he does a lot of things really horrible. He spent that entire game trying to turn every single play into an 80 yard touchdown. He had the the two big drops. One was what was the second play of the game. Uh, he ran like a little uh, uh, sluggo. Yeah, 30 yard fly. And yeah. he just hit him in the shoulder and bounced off his shoulder pad. Yeah. Nice work, Tyreek. <laughs> uh, I was excited too for Kansas City when I saw Chris Conley was on the field because Chris Conley has been, uh, he's got the weird correlation thing going wherever, whenever Chris Conley suits up, the Chiefs have like an 80% winning percentage, but unfortunately they could not get it done in this spot. It's like the stat yesterday that Donnie pointed out. Every year uh, Alabama wins the national title, LeBron wins the NBA Finals. <laughs> it's one of the weirdest things ever. So I thought I thought for sure, as, as soon as I saw, was, was he 12, Chris Conley? As, as soon as I saw him on the sideline, I was like, oh, okay, it's the Chiefs win. Somebody actually looked up that Chris Conley number. Yeah, it was like a it was like a thing on uh on on nerd football Twitter earlier this year. <laughs> Where Chris Conley's the god. Yeah, so somehow all of us are laying 13 and a half with the Patriots on Saturday night. Uh, this so last year we had the same scenario where the Patriots had a joke schedule. They just handed uh, a trip to the Super Bowl. And in this game, it was the Houston Texans who uh, while their offense was handicapped, as it has been for many moons now, and they had no J.J. Watt, their defense was stout, and we can say that last year's Texans team is better than this Titans team, right? We can fairly say that. That is not an out-of-world assessment, correct? Do I have any objectors to that? Okay. Then why is this line the same? Why is it the same line from last year? How is it not higher? I, I, it's perplexing to me. This is, I, I've, I've never seen, I, I, I just would love to get into a room with bookmakers and understand why they hung this game so low. So, because Mariota actually looked semi competent last week. And who was the quarterback for the, for the Texans last year? Was it Yates? It I might, remember. It might have been Yates. I don't know how you could say Mariota looked competent last week. He threw a god-awful interception. He should have thrown a second one if Darrell Revis was fucking could catch the ball. Oh, Revis. We didn't even touch this on a, him. Yeah. That third and ten play. <laughs> Revis, Revis is jogging. Oh, my God. How bad. Was it Yates? I, all I remember is that the Texans' defense was super competent, even without Watt. And weren't the Texans down, like, a point at halftime? Wasn't that a really tough? Wasn't it, like, 14-13 at halftime? Last year, because the Texans could actually compete with the Patriots as opposed to this Titans team, which is going to get walked all over. I don't know. I think they had half of a chance to win the game. Yeah. Like, we were joking. It was 17-13 at halftime. Yeah. Like, they were competitive. This Titans team, I don't think, can even be competitive with the Patriots on Saturday. All right, let's move to Sunday where we have two lone wolf selections. And again, they come from Mr. Peters. So Donnie will have five out of eight games. Donnie will have five lone wolf selections. He was one and two last week. Let's see how he fares on Sunday. Yo, that was some bullshit last week. What was some bullshit? The fucking Chiefs should have covered. They were fucking. They were on the way to winning by forty. Wait, wait, and the wait. The Saints wait, should have wait, covered wait, as well. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait. Eight and a half. Were the, Chief, were the Chiefs not on their way to winning to forty? Mo said in the chat. Yeah, this Donnie was right. This is a roll show or whatever the hell he said. Well, yeah, Mo makes Chiefs should have covered. Mo makes first quarter declarations all the time that don't come to fruition. Eight and a half. First, first half. There's that game flipped a total 180 in one half of play. Yeah, welcome to football. Welcome to yeah, well, I didn't triplet, expect Tennessee Titans to be able to do that. Welcome to coin flipping. 
like eight and a half point favorite loses outright and they should have covered. That's an actual statement. They should have just, covered. Oh my god. What are you guys watching? Andy had semblance of a clue how to just finish out the game, they would have covered that. If when their is, team could when play is Andy any Reed, decent, if they didn't get a ton of ridiculous calls by Jeff Triplett, they would have covered that game. When has Andy Reid ever had a semblance of a clue how to finish a game? Never. No, it seemed like he did this year for at least the first six games. <laughs> All right. Let's move to, to Sunday where Donnie can hopefully get a cover from a big favorite. He's the only one laying the seven and a half with the Pittsburgh Steelers, who play host to Bortles Service, the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're getting 7.5. 60% of the public is on the Steelers. No surprise, Donnie is with them. DP, why are you so comfortable laying this number against a team that went into Pittsburgh and won by three touchdowns already this season? Yeah, I don't really care about what happened last time they played, you know, when, when Jacksonville went up there to Pittsburgh and won the game. I mean, these last few weeks of Jacksonville football, they haven't looked as good as they have all year in in my eyes. Um, I think the defense has looked, you know, they looked great all year, that defense, and they've looked good, but I don't think that they've looked as good as they did early on, you know, towards the beginning and middle part of the season. Um, and then it's mostly the offense and Blake Bortles. I mean, that guy is absolutely fucking atrocious. He can't even throw a check down pass. I mean, it, it's ridiculous. When Blake Bortles has to beat you with his legs, I mean, that's that's pathetic. That says a lot. And Leonard Fournette hasn't really been there these past couple weeks to bail Blake Bortles out. So, I am I mean, I think with Antonio Brown back, with Le'Veon Bell going nuts, Juju Smith-Schuster is a great secondary option. I think the Steelers are just high right now. I don't care that that, you know, they've, been sort of eh, after that Patriots game. I'm looking for the Steelers to just absolutely roll over the Jacksonville Jaguars and us to get rid of this stupid fucking Jacksonville team that I think is going to be a shell of itself, you know, starting now. Is Big Ben the sixth worst quarterback remaining in the playoffs? Is he who who's better, Mariota or Ben? Ben. It's close though. N- not close. It's close though. Ben's bad. Not, not cl- Foles. Get out. Foles might be better. Why can't Foles be better than Ben? Ben's really bad. Ben He's against terrible. This, ben against the secondary is going to be something to watch. Everyone's giving Bortles shit, but Ben against the secondary is going to be a party because he's an idiot. And the, the, the Jags, they are so the Seahawks East. When the Jags defense takes the field, they expect to get a turnover. That's the way they play. And it's so fun to watch how aggressive they are, and how much they attack the ball. You got to see this team in person last week, Brett, as the Buffalo Bills, unfortunately. I mean, that. first of all, just talk about that experience as a whole, and then talk about watching this Jags defense in person. Man, if you guys watch that game on your television, I'm sorry. That was... <laughs> watch every second of it. That was not an enjoyable viewing experience, unless you were actually there. But, man, the atmosphere was incredible. The Bills traveled extremely well the mafia was in full force sunday morning uh unfortunately we could not move the ball and the guy in charge of uh calling plays for the bills is a full-blown moron so uh one and done for buffalo but still well worth the trip and man this jacksonville defense is ferocious like they were so much fun to watch just how quickly they get off the line and just plow through at the line of scrimmage is it's just phenomenal and uh, <laughs> I mean, I think this team, I think this team's going to win this week and they could win pretty easily. I think they're better than Pittsburgh. They are. The, obviously, Pittsburgh is a better offense. Yeah, of course. But it doesn't matter when the defense on this side is that good. I, I, I love this spot for the Jags. First of all, did, did you see or did you go through any flaming tables? I need to know this. Man, the one thing I regret is not actually getting over to the big, the big Buffalo Bills lot. We were with some friends who are Jaguars fans, so we were like one of two of five Bills fans in this Jacksonville uh, parking lot, which kind of sucked. Uh, but uh, I do I not those fucking friends. So I know, cool. man. Well, we only had a couple hours though, and uh, we didn't want to ditch them. So I did not see anybody thrown through a flaming table. God damn it. Uh, what's the ta- what's the tailgating like down there? Do they get there really early? It like- is so fucking lame, man. Guys like playing chess, drinking wine. Chess. It's not, it's not even a football wait, tailgate wait, experience, wait, wait. man. I don't know what the hell they're doing down there. 
playing. I chess- remember when I went to the Dolphins Patriots game a couple of years ago. I mean, I was like, like, they didn't even allow you to tailgate unless it was three hours before the game. Like you couldn't show up there at like 8 a.m. I was like, what is this? This isn't like what I'm used to. Well, that might be just like a county rule or something. But chess and wine? That Yeah, those were actual things that I saw. Yeah, but that's... Are these singular outliers or were there multiple people doing this? Please, God, say it was just outliers. I did not see a lot. Of, I didn't see a lot of chess tables, but that's one thing that I definitely took away was that uh, that actually happened. Uh, I mean, look, people are there. They're playing, you know, they're playing game. It's regular tailgate shit that you see, but it's just, uh, I mean, growing up in Buffalo, it's it's always a shock to see what other cities do before football games. Mo. We need your Come take. To Arrowhead, Brett. We'll treat you right. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Say, yeah. I was, was going to say, if talk tailgating, is there, I mean, I, we might have the, the two teams right here, the tastiest tailgates in professional football, Kansas City and Buffalo, have to be neck and neck in terms of the things that people are concocting in the parking lot. We got ribs and wings just going nose to nose in this scenario. Uh, but back on to the game. Mo, you two are taking the seven and a half with the Jags. Why do you like Jacksonville in this spot? I don't understand how you can not like Jacksonville in this spot. I mean, look at the Steelers and then look at the Jags. Aren't the Jags just as good as the Steelers? I mean, what about the Shazier and, and Antonio Brown injuries? I mean, Antonio obviously is playing, but like he can't be 100%, right? Yeah, how would he ever be and 100%? He's going to need every ounce of his extremely considerable ability going up against this ultra elite Jags secondary. Um, and then, yeah, on the other side, this pit defense, Shazir, they need him. He's, he's done. He's in a wheelchair. I mean, why can't the Jags move the ball here? I, I've been a fan of this Steelers defense all year, but, I think the Jags can do just fine. I mean, it's just it's just going to come down to service. I mean, are, are we going to get service with a smile handing the ball to the Steelers? If not, then there's no reason the Jags can't win this game. No reason they can't win this game. Artie Burns limited in practice yesterday with a knee injury. Uh, the Steelers were really hampered there uh, for a moment when uh, Joe, Hay- Joe Hayden was out, but he's come back uh, and he's played in the last couple of games going into the playoffs. That's definitely a boost to their defense. But I- I've just not been impressed by much of what the Steelers do on the defensive side of the ball. And I just I don't believe in Big Ben. And without a 100% healthy Antonio Brown, I'm, I'm just not concerned. I don't think Pittsburgh has enough to move the ball consistently on Jacksonville. We just need, as Mo said, we just need Bortles to be bad, right? We don't need him. If he's Bortles service, if he's if he's so shook that he can't complete screen passes like last week, I don't know what that was. He he just he he short circuited. He couldn't turn and and basically hand the ball off. And that nearly cost him the game. Thankfully uh their defense really stepped up. If we just get bad Bortles, I think we can we can win this game outright. But if we get short-circuited Bortles, then there's nothing the Jags can do. They're not going to be able to move the ball. The The most exciting thing for me for Jacksonville was we've known all year they've been great on, on defending the pass. Number one in pass defense DVOA. Where they've struggled is against the run. They finished ranked 26th. But, man, Marcel Darius, that was his best game of the season. And the Bills could not move the ball on the ground. Granted, Shady was not at 100%, but that dude was a massive disruption for the Bills' offensive line. He did an amazing job. And, of course, some, yeah, of, that might have been, some of that might have been motivation, you know, playing against the old former team. But they could not move the ball on that Jacksonville front, which was exciting to see. So, Lone Wolf here for DP, laying the 7.5. And, and he is also a Lone Wolf on the next game, but he's on the dog. He is taking the team that he poo-pooed when I said they could be the best in the league. He's taking the four and a half with the New Orleans Saints as they travel to the site of the Super Bowl. 
in Minnesota to take on the Vikings. 64% a public dog on New Orleans. Donnie, you're the only person here that is taking them. Explain why you believe in Peyton, Breeze, and them boys. I just think this game is going to be a lot closer than people expect. Um, I like the four and a half points. I'm not not as confident as I am in the Steelers side. Um, but in this side, I just like this game to be a really close one. I like Drew Brees to be able to go up to Minnesota in a dome up there and be able to put up points if he needs to with that offense and, and you know, keep within reach. And then on the other side of the ball, you know, I'm – I'm a little bit worried about Case Keenum in, in a playoff game. And, and, you know, I understand he's been playing well all year, but against the Saints defense that can get the ball, you know, get turnovers from the opposing offense. And Case Keenum can be bad at times. He could revert back to Case Keenum, the backup, instead of Case Keenum, the all-world starter. So I'm a little bit worried in that sense as well. And, and for that, I just like the four and a half points here. For years, ever since he's been signed, we've fallen in love with Mike Zimmer, with this Falcons team, and it feels like this is the culmination of everything that we've been touting over the last couple of years. They're 70% as home favorites under Mike Zimmer. This is going to be a tough game against a team that is very balanced, on offense that has a talented defense. Lattimore continues to impress, but I just think we believe in this Vikes team at home. And I think they're deserving of this four and a half uh, point line. I I think they are certainly a point and a half better than this Saints team. Uh, What are you seeing in this matchup between two great teams, Brett? Yeah. And the line is up to five on pinnacle right now, even though the public is hammering the Saints, this is just role of collective Vikes at home. Nobody believes, and we lock up the W. This is the best team in the NFC. We've been saying that for months now. Like you said, they are the most complete team in the league. People need to start paying attention. Uh, I think this is another Latavius Murray game. Just run straight, let the defense do its thing against a very shaky Saints run defense, and start prepping for probably, I think, what will be a road game next week. That's right, because we also love the Eagles. Mo. You two on the Vikings laying the four and a half. As Brett noted, it's up to five despite the public hammering the Saints. Talk about Minnesota in the spot. First of all, nobody, what did he say? This game's going to be closer than people expect. What, people expect the Saints to win. <laughs> percent of the tickets. How can it be closer than people expect? You fish, Donnie. And then Case Keenum. Revert back to back. Never mind that Case Keenum has been like better than Drew Brees this year. Who cares about that? Small details. The Vikings are better. The Vikings are at home. The Vikings were off last week. This line has to be at least four and a half. So, Vikes, I can't say I'm super confident because I do think the Saints are really good. But, Betting against the Vikes has been an extremely losing proposition all year. And then they hang this line and this, like, I mean, Brett already identified it. The main reason you just have to take the Vikes. There's a huge reverse line move on the favorite here. I mean, the line is going up and the public is piling the Saints. That is a massive, massive red flag. If you are even remotely, remotely thinking about betting this saints that should be scaring you away don't do it side bikes win this at home everybody's just clicking quarterbacks it seems like right we're at this point where in this set of playoffs the teams remaining it's have or have not at the quarterback position and the public is just clicking the quarterback that they know and that they're comfortable with why isn't case keenum in the MVP conversation. Can anybody explain that to me? I don't get it. Like, his name is not even uttered when when they're listing off potential names. He's not even being recognized. Like, all we do is give this award to quarterbacks, and they've been the best, most consistent team throughout the season, and he doesn't even get a mention. He's number one in quarterback DVOA this year. I don't understand it. I honestly am perplexed by 
him not being mentioned. Like I can, I'm okay with the award going to somebody else. I'm okay with you actually giving it to Brady or Gurley or whomever, even once. You're you're okay with Brady? Yeah, I just, I mean, I get why he would get the award. I don't. I get why he gets why somebody that's idiotic would give it to Brady. <laughs> yes. Okay, that I understand. Yes. Yeah, yes. But why isn't Keenum getting mentioned? I don't know. DP, Keenum or Brady? Who's better? Who are you asking me? Who's better? Who's more deserving MVP? <laughs> I mean, it's the same answer, but this yeah. is just a different question. Yeah. Why are you turning your back on Zimmer? I'm confused by that. You've been poo-pooing, like I said. You me? You poo-pooed the Saints. I'm taking the points. It doesn't mean the Vikings aren't going to win the game. You poo-pooed the Saints when I initially said that they could be the best team in the league, and here you are. Turning but your- I told you, and I've said it multiple weeks since I originally poo-pooed you, I said that if the Saints show me things, I am more than willing to change, and I've been changed. You've been changed? I've seen the light. You shined it in my fucking face. I tried to block it out, but now it's blinding me. Sean Payton spoke in tongues, and now you believe? Yes. (laughs) This is the most fun game of the weekend. I can't wait for this contest. This might this. It's great for me because I got Drew Brees against you two knuckleheads. That's right. We have we have pizzas on Brees DK versus Brady DK. For Camara did dust last the playoffs. And you have Moez Camara, rich as Brady. Yeah, because I'm sharp. Camara. <laughs> well, you're only going to get a half a football out of Brady. Yeah, but I'm getting three games. Unless the Patriots, the Patriots can't miss the Super Bowl. It'd be embarrassing. They'd have to close the franchise if if they if they don't stroll down this cakewalk to Minnesota for the Super Bowl. So those are our picks for. The weekend, we are consensus picks on Eagles plus three and Patriots minus 13 and a half. Donnie's a lone wolf laying the seven and a half with the Steelers, while Brett, Moe, and I are taking the points with the Jags. And we reversed positions on the final game of the weekend. Us three are laying the four and a half with the Vikings at home while Donnie is taking the four and a half points with the Saints. Quickly, let's buzz through some DFS takes for the weekend. Minotti, just give it to us. Give us stacks, plays, anything you got for the people. Well, I love the Eagles. And uh, if you're playing on Yahoo this week, which I will be, uh, Nick Foles is min-priced. He's the same price as the backup quarterbacks on the slate this week. So just go all in with Foles there. I do like him on DraftKings as well. Uh, You can pair him with Ertz, Ertz has a huge market share when, when Foles is uh, at quarterback. So I like a stack with Foles, Ertz, and Nelson Aguilar, who has a really nice matchup out of the slot against Brian Poole this week. And I like some of Jay Ajayi, too. I just love the Eagles this week. Ajayi is only 4,600, so get some there. Uh, outside of that, I mean, I kind of like Bortles. Uh, naked Bortles is fine. They spread the ball out a lot there. And Bortles, as we saw last week, can do a lot with his legs. So I think with Bortles and Foles, you're probably getting the two least-owned quarterbacks on the entire slate, and a great way to build some contrarian lineups this week. Uh, Like the Vikings, I talked about Latavius Murray. I don't know how the Saints are going to stop Adam Thielen in this game, so I like him as well. And that's that's pretty much it. I mean, I'm mostly going to be attacking the those two games. If James White plays for the Patriots, I like him as a punt running back. The guy's a postseason hero. He's going to be involved uh, in this Patriots run again if he does play this week. So that's what I'm looking at. No Titans. I'm interested in the Titans because the Patriots defense is so bad. 30 seconds. They're not bad. Guys, they're, this is not a bad defense. This is, how these, this is how they do. This is how the Patriots operate. They look bad all season long, and then it all clicks when it fucking matters. Patriots when, defense is not bad. Hashtag when it matters. It is bad. When though. it matters. It is it's bad. not bad. It is bad, though. It is. Bad. Even if it's bad, they're just going to game plan it correctly and shut the Titans down totally. They've had two weeks to prepare for this game. It's bad. It doesn't matter how long well, you get to, to be prepare. fair, they were probably preparing for the Chiefs. Yeah, there you go. No, they were preparing for both. Come on. It's bad. I, I'd, I'd be interested in getting exposure in some of these Titans. Negative script. Like, why can't Mariota run for 100 yards in this game? 
Yeah, I mean, that's really the only thing is that you can play Mariota with his legs. Like naked Mariota, I feel like, is a nice play. DP, give us some DFS takes. Go. Uh, like Brett, I like the Eagles. I like Nick Foles and Zach Ertz. I also like, uh, Brett didn't mention this, but I like the Eagles D. Uh, I, you know, unlike Rich, I, I'm high on the Eagles D, and I think that Matt Ryan has the ability to just totally explode up there in Philadelphia. So give me some Eagles D. Uh, I like pairing Nick Foles with Zach Ertz uh, if I'm stacking a QB and a uh, pass catcher out of that Eagles offense. I also like uh, Ben Roethlisberger and Juju Smith. Uh, ben Roethlisberger going against a very tough defense. I think that might scare some people away. Not endorsing um, this. No one is endorsing this but Donnie. Why would you ever play anybody against Jacksonville? Exactly why I'm doing it. Right there. Because you just said oh, it. Why would you ever no. do that? I'm doing it. Shut up, Brett. Uh, no. Go go play on Yahoo. And get get off of DraftKings. <laughs> so just let me win all the money there. You can have your Yahoo wins. Um, yeah, Ben Roethlisberger and I would go with Juju Smith. Uh, you know, Antonio Brown will be back. I think he'll be popular, but I'm not sure that he'll be. Wouldn't you play so if I you're can't. gonna? Wouldn't you play Antonio then? If nobody's gonna play Steelers, just play the best player. No, I think that a lot of people are going to play Antonio. No shot against this Jackson. Why? Defense. They've been coming out and saying that he's 100% and this and that. He's got videos with Chad Ochocinco where he's running around in fucking Florida training and all this bullshit. The thing people is, love people, that are, stuff. people are idiots, and you can fit AB into a lineup pretty easily this week, so people will play Antonio. I think Juju's a pretty good play, actually. God damn it. Yeah, I think people are just, they're going to, people love Antonio. And as soon as they see him back, he doesn't have any red Q next to his name or anything like that. People are like, oh, he's back. Let's go. And then also I like Alvin Kamara just building off of last week. He did nothing this week. I think it's a bounce back. You know, even if the Saints do lose, even if they're down and they got to score points, he's a he's a great player to play in a negative script, you know, where he's getting some dump offs and that sort of thing, because he can he can break a big play. And, and last week showed that he is willing to get a couple goal line carries, which he did. And that got him into the end zone, although he only had 10 points overall. But I like a little Alvin Kamara bounce back. Mo, you got any takes? I wish I had takes. I, I I had takes, but Brett said them all. Did it Nailed everything I was pretty much going to say. <laughs> I also like Nick Foles. like Blake Bortles. I also like Jay Ajayi. The thing that does concern me a little bit about this uh, Atlanta weather, this is supposed to be the ugliest of the four games. Obviously, one is inside. But of the three that are not, uh, 13 mile per hour wins forecasted at the moment so I, I would keep an eye on that um but other uh, i have to add is once again i love mark ingram why the hell is he 5600 because he's yes yeah, so i forgot to mention left, it. yeah because he's not kamara that's then alvin kamara yeah that's that's the only reason they had like the same number of scrimmage yards this year i mean you, you have to play mark ingram at this price i think totally other than that everything brett said the only reason is because he has Ingram II on his back instead of Kamara. That's the only reason why the rookie is more expensive. So those are our takes. Those are our DFS plays. Follow these guys on Twitter at Brett Colson, C O L S O N. Wait, I want to. I want to. We didn't do our best bets. I oh, gotta, sorry, I sorry, sorry, best. sorry. Best bets. Go, 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 Brett. Go. All right. Bet the Eagles Super Bowl future this week. If the Eagles win this week. I think they're going to the Super Bowl. You got two dome teams playing this week in what everyone is calling the pseudo NFC championship game. The winner of Saints Vikes has to go to Philly next week. And we've seen how dome teams perform when they have to travel to play in cold conditions. I think an Eagles Super Bowl ticket has a lot of value right now. I think it's like 12 to 1 on Pinnacle. You could probably shop for a better price somewhere else. Love the Eagles. Not only money line this week, but bet the Super Bowl. Saints Vikings is not only the NFC title game; it's the Super Bowl. They might as well just dump the confetti because they're at the stadium already. Like the winner of that game wins the Super Bowl. I'm fairly confident in that. In well, this, that's insane. In this because ju- the Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl. No, but I think they're. I think that okay. Well, it, okay. Let's say let's say the Vikes win this week and have to go to Philly. What's the line next week? How much do the Eagles win by? Seven. The line would be Vikes minus two. They're still minus three and a half. Yeah, it's probably three or three and a half. Wow. Wowzers. That's a bold. That's why you wanted to get this bet, best bet out there. <laughs> yes. I, mean, I, I love the Eagles right now. I think there's such a great spot to sneak up on people. Brett, uh, DP, give us a best bet. 
Can you give us one uh, better yeah, than that? Money bet line uh, parlay with Eagles and uh, Saints. Wow. Give me both the dogs to win outright. Let's go. Who let the dogs out? Shouts to Anselm Douglas. You can bet a little bit, win a lot. Let's go, people. Mo, give us the best bet. The Jags. Seven and a half should be free money here. Oh, I don't really have a best bet. I, I think the Jags are my favorite, but Bortle service is certainly lurking. <laughs> uh, and that Patriots, I mean, wh- just Patriots money line. Just take out a third mortgage and just put it on Pat's money line. Why would they ever lose this game? In what universe do the Patriots lose this game? <laughs> what price are you getting? You have to bet 10000 to win $100? I don't care. What is this? It's free. Where else Where else are you getting whatever, 10% on your money? Where else do you just get automatically 10% other than Bitcoin? It's free money. What scenario has to happen where the Titans win? I, I, I think it would be an injury to Brady and Hoyer. And even then, I think the Patriots. What do you could mean then? It'd be it'd have to be an injury to like Brady, Gronk, Belichick would have to like fucking not be able to show up on the sidelines. Like, there's no way the Titans win. So third mortgage, fourth mortgage, borrow some money from your auntie, your uncle, get it down on Pat's money line. Uh, one very last thing before we get out of here. Uh, at Brett Colson, C O W L S O N at Donnie underscore Peters at Mo Noir N U W A R A H. Real quick, need to get a take from Donnie. Looks like Dortmund's own, the American-born Christian Pulisic is going to be transferred to the Premier League. The two suitors are United and Liverpool. Where do you want well, him to go? Fuck Liverpool. Well, yeah, okay, there you go. You... I'm a United supporter, oh, well, and I fuck. fucking can't stand Liverpool. Well, there you go. I really... so let's go. Put him on United. I will fucking... Let's... That would be amazing. Well, there's my answer. I wish Spurs. That would be that would be good though, because because it would you know the the EPL is they t- tend to have some some really good defenses, so it'd be good to see him in that league and perform on what is the biggest stage and get him on TV more and all that sort of shit. One well, time. there's nobody left listening to the podcast, so I'm out of here. <laughs> and with that, we bid you adieu. Good luck betting this weekend. Good luck in DFS. We'll see you again next week. Peace out.